0: Justin Jefferson is back from injured reserve, or at least the window for him to actually get back has opened. That and everything else going into Saints Week on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Vikings Podcast. You, liked it on three, one, two, three. you, you like it on 3123! You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Vikings fans. Welcome in, Saints fans. It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Luke Brunn. I do Locked On Vikings. I'm here with Ross Jackson, who does Locked On Saints. My good buddy, we do Locked On NFL together every Tuesday as well. So come check that out as well. Got to be my favorite crossover of the year. Sorry, everyone else.
1: <laughs> Suck it, everybody. It's Ross Week.
0: <laughs> Uh, this, I'm sure, very clean and professional crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/lockedonNFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Ross, Man. are the Saints good? Yeah, great question. That's probably the
1: biggest (laughs) question that every New Orleans Saints fan is asking right now. They've won two games in a row. Can they win three? Believe it or not, Luke. Believe it or not. A three-game win streak would tie their longest win streak since the 2020 season. That's what's in store and at stake for this game this weekend. Wow.
0: Yeah. Was that that at the end of the 2020 season? Did that include Uh, the Alvin Kamara six-touchdown disaster game?
1: Oh, that game? I remember that game. Um, no, it, it was it was like they had that the was horses. the year they yeah, that was the year they had a bye like week five. And then they came off that bye and ripped off like five or six wins. Oh, right nice, okay. And then they finished on the yeah. two-game win streak that game against that game against the um the the Vikings and then followed by a thirty three point game against the Carolina Panthers, which is also the last time that the new Orleans saints have scored 30 plus points in back-to-back games. It was also at the end of the 2020 season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: End of uh, the, the Derek Carr or the, the The Drew Drew Brees world. Now we're in the Derek Carr era. Yep. Uh, I guess that to me is the biggest confusion of the saints. Is that going all right? It feels like it's going fine. And then it just like falls apart.
1: Yeah. uh, Here's what I'll say. Derek Carr over the course of the first Five games versus the course of the last four games, most recent four games, wildly different. And for a couple of different reasons, his performance has gone up from over a hundred and it was like 186 or so yard passing yards per game to the first five. Now he's at like two ninety-three, So he's taking a big step forward there. Uh, pressure to sack percentage has gone from 36.6% to 8.7%. So that's pretty big as well. 15 sacks. 15 times he was sacked over the course of the first five, five games, uh, only four times over the last four games. So it's been pretty big, right? The the run game has kind of been a little bit better, uh, eclipsing over 100 yards. A lot of that having to do with Taysom Hill. The passing game has benefited from that. So you've seen some of the things that have helped Derek Carr, but you've also seen a a, a a noticeable tick up in Derek Carr's own production as well.
0: And I guess that makes sense, right? New to the team, kind of figuring it out as the season yeah. goes on. Um, so. I don't know if you know, but the Vikings are having a moment. Yeah, big, uh, <laughs> a
1: lot of things going on over there. Right There's now.
0: a couple of things are going on. How do you uh, even I,
1: pick what the biggest thing is that's happening?
0: Yeah, that right? <laughs> so, well, here's here's I guess the questions that I'm sure a bunch of Saints fans have. Uh, if you don't know who's playing quarterback, it's going to be Joshua Dobbs almost yep. certainly. There is, I guess, an outside shot that Jaron Hall clears concussion protocol and plays, but that um, actually Sam Ekstrom on the Minnesota Football Party, which is like our local like roundtable show. Uh, pointed out that the only person to ever do that, like get a concussion and then play the next week was Brock Purdy uh, a couple weeks ago, which is really well, pretty controversial. Uh, So not anticipating that. Um, And so it'll be Joshua Dobbs. No idea what the actual Joshua Dobbs offense looks like because that game against Atlanta was a total like Fugazi mess.
1: Just do that again. (laughs) Just do
0: that again. It's like absolute catastrophe. And then he just kind of ran around (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's just whatever they do it, successful or not, it's not going to look like that. It might be something else that works, but it's not yeah. going to be that that's very clearly unsustainable and they're going to try to do something. Uh, they'll, they'll try to teach them a little more about the playbook and hopefully run something more normal. Yeah. Uh, but then the other major thing is like who is playing and who isn't because the Vikings were right. without Christian Dara last week. He had a groin injury. He suffered late in the week, missed the game, uh, estimated limited in the walkthrough practice like estimation, which is the only one we know about as of this recording. Mm-hmm. There's also um, TJ Hawkinson, rib injury, estimated limited. He finished the Falcons game with that. So I anticipate that he will play. And then the big one is Justin Jefferson, who yep. is now uh, designated to come off of IR. But nobody really expects him to play against Saints here. Never say never, but everybody's more so expecting him to come back either next week against the Broncos or we have a buy right after or yeah, we have the the Bear. Then the week after that against the Bears. Um, and there's a buy-in there as well. So somewhere yeah, in, right. in that. so but so the window has just started.
1: Yeah, so they activated his practice window. He's got his 21-day window open. But it doesn't necessarily – it's more like they're starting the process of getting him yeah. back more than it is like, oh, yeah, he'll be ready this weekend.
0: Yeah. So they asked O'Connell about it today uh, in a presser on Wednesday and said – and he was like, that would be aggressive. Which isn't to know. <laughs>
1: but right, it's right, like,
0: right, yeah, it would, I, and it, it, like that would be aggressive. So, yeah. and they're not going to, I mean, they're in it like active contract negotiations with them after the year. There's no reason to really rush him back, especially considering the team just ripped off four wins in a row without him. Um, but you know, we, we don't need to be insane about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And and look, I mean, uh, this, and, uh, isn't KJ Osborne also dealing with a concussion as well. He's concussed. Yeah. Super, well, not do not expect him water back. Water super, but,
0: yeah. uh, that was a nasty concussion, so yeah, I, I'm not expecting rough... him back soon. Yeah. Uh, it's so, so it's going to be Jordan Addison mm-hmm. and like guys. Uh, yeah. Brandon Powell is is also there, and then they got they're literally into their practice squad dudes. Yeah. Um. There is we have a second year player Jalen Naylor that everybody was really excited about, oh, yeah. and then mm-hmm. he got hurt in camp, and he's been on IR since. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been activated to the 53 man roster now, so we should see his okay. debut as probably de facto wide receiver 2 after Addison considering how many other people are hurt. But this is a banged yeah. up Vikings team cobbling together something recognizable with like dudes that many of which did not make the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in, and a no cam makers means a lot more Addison, I imagine.
0: Or Madison, yeah. Me. Uh, Madison. Yeah. Madison and Addison and Hawkinson.
1: Yeah. I know. And Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, we One time when, when we were talking about this thing, we had a PJ Williams, a DJ Swearinger, a CJ, GJ. Oh yeah. And then yeah. we had uh JT gray. So there was well, yeah, CJ, we... GJ, PJ, JT. I don't know. Oh yeah. Now there's a T Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well case. now, now we have CJ ham, Justin, JJ, uh, KJ, TJ, and J.A. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these, are, <laughs> these are things that we find interesting and no one else finds interesting <laughs> uh
0: it's so, yeah it, i mean Matic. it's like crazy that they've that they've accomplished anything with just how banged up and depleted they are i mean if you if you asked me before the season like who are the four guys that cannot get hurt for this viking season to be successful <laughs> the vikings just won a game without three of them yeah. and those cousins jefferson and Darius on the other guy i would yeah. say is daniel hunter
1: Jaron Hall. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, all right. So yeah, so it's going to be really interesting because like, look, I mean, you look at the New Orleans State secondary right now, uh, Marcus May is playing extremely well. Uh, Tyron Matthews uh, playing very well, but I wouldn't say extremely well, right? Uh, as long as he's not matched up with like a six foot six guy in the end zone, he plays great. But like, you know, when they get those mismatches and things like that, it just comes to play in safety. Um, Paul Sadebo right now is allowing the second lowest Uh, passer rating amongst all corners in the NFL that have played at least 250 snaps. Uh, Marshall Lattimore is in the top 15 when it comes to that top 10 in uh, forcing completion percentage. And Paul is at the top of that same list, which includes includes about 59 guys uh, at forcing completion percentage. So like this secondary is ready. Um, And so Hmm. if there's going to be guys out there like Jordan Addison who deserves a lot of respect and a lot of guys that are kind of finding their way or just now coming back or getting their first action, that, that kind of that might lean a little bit towards the Saints strength.
0: Yeah, and it's, it, it's. I mean, Addison has broken out and is having this, like, superstar rookie season. Yeah, he's been But awesome. it really has been him. The, the other guy that should be mentioned is TJ Hawkinson and how yes, the Saints will handle TJ Hawkinson where the offense really runs through him, whether yeah. it's the run or the pass or screens. I mean, he has a crucial load-bearing role on everything. So how the Saints want to attack him will... Determine a lot about that game plan Um, and, and in terms of how guys match up we have quite a bit of that to talk about coming up as well as some actual predictions. This crossover Thursday episode of
1: Locked On Vikings and Locked On Saints brought to you by friends at DoorDash. Luke, I got hungry earlier, man, but I didn't feel like cooking. I had too much going on. I had to record this crossover. We had to, you know, it's a busy day. We got a lot going on. Didn't want to spend any time standing over the kitchen, standing over the stove, all that stuff. So I ordered uh, uh, truly cheese sticks. It's it, great cheesecake spot down here in New Orleans. Got to go and get it. They have a vegan option for little nerds like me. All, all right. right. All right. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll put it out there. You know, But they've got great, great, great selections at a lot of local spots. You know, you're in New Orleans. You got to have the local spots. Same thing oh, yeah. in Minneapolis. So you want to make sure you're all covered. You're going to want to head over to DoorDash today. Get in on that action. We're going to help you out here. We're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more at DoorDash today, just download the DoorDash app and enter the code locked 2 Three, that's L-O-C-K-E-V-2-3, subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off, up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order at DoorDash, download the DoorDash app today into that promo code LOCK23. Subject to
0: change, terms apply. Keeping it rolling on Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Prize Picks. And hey, after you're done listening to this, Uh, make sure you go subscribe to the respective YouTube channels, locked on Vikings, locked on saints, and check them out on Fridays where Mm. NFL kickoff live is going on. Uh, that will preview that upcoming weekends games. Talk a little bit about, uh, whatever horror show we see on Thursday night football. Oh My goodness. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, Justin
1: Fields. It's not going to be great.
0: It's a, you know what? I'm about to go stand for a Josh Dobbs team. I'll stay in my glass house right let's now. Let's go. Let's uh, go. <laughs> I mean, look, Joshua Dobbs did well, and maybe that's the first matchup we should talk about. Jo- Joshua Dobbs did well. He was very mobile. Um, yeah. And when things are going wrong, when your your calls aren't coming out right, when you are uh, your protections aren't getting declared right, when communication issues are happening, plays bust. Getting a being able to escape the pocket and run around is like yep. the thing that gives you a floor, right? Like that's your safety net. So I guess the first matchup question that I have is how do the saints deal with mobile quarterbacks?
1: Great question. Not well, um, you know who <laughs> oh, else, no. you know, you, you, mentioned, uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs get a lot of running last week. You know who else did a lot of running last weekend? Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan ran eight times for 70 yards. It's an 8. Oh my point, God. Yeah, that's an 8.8 8 average per rush. Uh, now, you know how it goes. Quarterback scramble averages are usually up right, there. Right,
0: because there's one 30-yarder in there. <laughs> that, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But here's the thing. 70 yards, right? The longest run was 20. So he got out there oh, consistently. So it, he got out there. Yeah, yeah. And and just to put it in even further perspective, eight rushes for 70 yards for Tyson Bajan. The Saints ran 27 times. For 87 yards, so about 17 more. So here's the deal. The Saints right now lack structure in their pass rush. They all kind of try He's to get gone. after the quarterback. Yep. They all try to get after the quarterback. And because of that, it opens up those lanes in the middle of the field, middle of the offensive line, all mm. those things. And then gives that escape route. And then because the Saints play so much man coverage. That was my next question. Yep. Everybody's back is turned. So that's what ends up costing the New Orleans Saints a lot when it comes to these mobile quarterbacks. They're not losing games because of it, but they're certainly not winning games as comfortably as they should because of it. that's for sure.
0: Got it. And so, I mean, we're pretty new to Joshua Dobbs, so I can't really tell you a lot about uh, his style, strengths, and weaknesses. I haven't, we haven't known him that long. He will have been a Viking for 12 days. Yeah, and he's
1: about to start his like 11th game. Yeah, I mean, like start his 11th game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. And he started a whole bunch for for Arizona, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me flip to the other side of the ball then and ask my other big matchup question, which is how do the Saints deal with blitzes? This one's weird. If you aren't familiar, the Vikings are very <laughs> weird on defense. Uh, they either rush three or six. Four yeah. man rushes are f- for nerds. Uh, they lead the <laughs> league by a mile. They lead the league in, in six plus rushes. It's they they just send the house all the time. Almost half the time they're sending those guys. Yeah. Uh, and they also lead the league in, in rush three drop eight. So we're either sending That's everybody insane. or nobody. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, and, and it's a lot of simulated pressure, right? You line up seven guys on the line of scrimmage and then drop four of them out and it's actually a drop eight coverage. So yep. how do you, how do the saints deal with that kind of thing post snap? But also is this a team that you want to send the house against? I mean, I'm so used to the saints not being the team to blitz because of Drew Brees. Great question. It, it, uh, are they the team you blitz now or no?
1: um it it goes it goes a little bit both ways i I do want to say real quick just for additional context for for the saints folks that are listening and watching um when you think about what luke just explained about sort of those pressure fronts think about the saints on third down the saints on third down will have their three defensive linemen two linebackers sugar in the a gaps and the two safeties over the outside so they're lining up everybody and and, and it's some drop some rush like that's very that's very much but think about that like All the time. uh, Yeah, they just live there (laughs) for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Derek Carr has performed well against Blitzes, has not performed super well consistently. Under pressure, so that's that's going to be the big thing. He's really good at di- diagnosing where a blitz is coming from and knowing where to go with the ball because of that. His gotcha. first read, uh, his first read percentage has ticked up quite a bit over the course of the past couple of games because of exactly that. Uh, but when he gets the pressure, that's where you can see the uh, passer rating come down, you see completion percentage go down, you see even adjusted completion percentage go down, but you see his average depth of target go up. So that means he panics a little bit, right? Hmm. He just guns the ball downfield when that pressure is coming. Screw it. Rashid, mm-hmm. you, he's down there somewhere kind of attitude. It's and we like Madden a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so it's like, it, that's a little bit of what it is. So it's, so it goes both ways. It's like, it, it's, there's value in blitzing because if you get the pressure, it's going to disrupt the timing of the saints offense. But if the pressure doesn't get there and thanks to guys like Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, who have stepped up big time in pass protection out of the backfield, they've done a good job keeping that at bay here over the recent weeks. Um, and before enough, okay. before
0: the show, you mentioned Olave as like a matchup guy. Yep. Right? I was about
1: to say my next big matchup is the Saints' wide receivers up against this yeah. Minnesota secondary.
0: Like what's your perspective on that? So the Vikings have done great against a lot of these guys. They they had one total breakdown where Keenan Allen put up two bills on them. Sure. Um, where the chargers just did a great job of executing a, a downfield offense quickly, like an actually just incredible job of okay. doing that. Um, but then, you know, you see the bears weren't able to do that. Panthers weren't able to do that. Packers weren't able to do that. Falcons weren't able to do that. It's a really hard thing. I think it was kind of just the chargers and the chiefs were able to pull that one off on us. Um, but otherwise you had passing, I mean, the Eagles passing offense got shut down, even though they had mm-hmm. AJ Brown and guys. And the reason is not that these corners are just like sticky man coverage playing out of their mind. Byron Murphy is doing well. Caleb Evans is doing well. They're doing fine. Um, but it's that these blitzes have just forced your offense to take a different shape. The joke I'm, I'm having is we want everybody to turn into PJ Fleck. And this is actually <laughs> going to come down to, you know, checkdowns to, Taysom Hill, you know, yeah. and yeah. check downs to Alvin Kamara. And so the, mm. the big thing is it, it becomes less of a matchup of Byron Murphy versus Chris Olave, which I'm sure they'll they'll both get their licks in on each other. But it becomes more of a of a matchup of can Josh Metellus tackle Alvin Kamara? And that's uh-huh. the thing um that the game ends up coming down to. Or, you know, can Jordan Hicks get off a block from the tight end out in space and, yeah. and go make that tackle so that it, you know, second and seven doesn't convert and then turns into a third and four and then we can blitz the crap out of you there. Yeah. That's the the texture of every ga- Vikings game. Man, that is chaos over there.
1: It's that is just chaotic. <laughs> in like the best way possible. Like I don't mean that in, in a <laughs> it's bad weird. Way. I mean like I love football. That's chaotic football and oh, I yeah. love chaotic football. So, all right, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, we, we let's try to parse out this chaos and exactly what needs yeah. to happen for each team to win uh that is what's coming up next.
1: Listen, whether you're a long time locked on Vikings every day or or you're a long time locked on Saints every day, or we talk to each other a lot, You know, we, we get it and we all get fired up together on the wins. We get, you know, you get frustrated on the losses, all that other stuff. I'm thankful for that connection that we have. So let's talk about something maybe a little bit more personal as well. So look, you want to be prepared, right? You want to be ready for the next big weather event. You want to be ready for, you know, supply shortages, things like that. Stuff that's kind of outside of your control. You want to try to have as much control of it as possible. Now you can do that. Thanks to our friends over at Jace. Medical with Jace Medical, you can get a bunch of you know life-saving antibiotics with the Jace case. You can get different daily medications for up to a year's worth of uh, supply and everything. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you can get that could have a big time positive impact on your family, and it's all thanks to our friends over at Jace Medical. We want you to go to Jace Medical. Dot com right now, to receive your 12 month supply of your daily medication, uh, remember to use the promo code locked on as well for a discount. Verified customers had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service supply chain issues forced me to cut pills in half just to have my medication. I've ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are low, lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. And we recommend this for you as well. So if you or someone you love would like to have some peace of mind for having that year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off. Of your purchase.
0: All right, Ross. Enough stalling. We gotta All we gotta right. figure out what's gonna happen in this game. <laughs> All right. I, here's it. I think we've we've sort of driven at it. I I think whoever counters pressure better gets to win this game. And whether that comes in the form of you know Derek Carr. Doing what Justin Herbert did. If if I'm the Saints, I'm watching that Chargers tape and saying, Can we do any of that? Can we pull this yep. off? I think that's the tape that solves the Vikings. And I don't really think anybody else, even the Chiefs, had their struggles with it. I don't think anybody else has been able to pull off offense in that way. And the Vikings have gone a string of some pretty rough quarterback play, uh, you know, not even close to Justin Herbert. So we'll see if Derek Carr can do that. And I think, you know, the uh the the young quarterbacks the Vikings have faced. I've had a way harder time than the guys that have a little bit of experience, at least just game managing, like game managing quarterbacks can can uh, can survive here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know, it it feels to me like on both sides of the ball, that's the big thing. This one is going to be determined in the first two seconds of every play in the trenches.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a great way to look at it. And I I have a thing on my show that I talk about all the time about like how football is really about stacking moments. It's very rarely, you got to play the full 60 minutes, but it's very Mm -hmm. rarely about what happens throughout the entire 60 minutes. It's who had the one big turnover at the wrong time, who, Mm -hmm. you know, had the, uh, the big touchdown at the right time, whatever it might be. It's about moments. And I think if the saints can find or the Vikings can find one or two moments at the right time, I think about the the amount of pressure that, uh, or the amount of blitzing, rather, that Minnesota likes to do. One screen pass at the right time that properly counters that blitz. Get the one block on the perimeter, and then you get the opportunity to pick up more uh, more yardage. Or the one well-timed Joshua Dobbs scramble on a third and 12, or something like that. Those are going to be the moments that are going to decide this game. So what one of these teams is going to have to have enough control to control those moments and I think whoever comes out stacking like if we took the top 10 best plays from this game whoever's got six wins this game (laughs) like like that's the way that I really look at this which isn't always the case
0: well so here's a stat for Saints fans then the Vikings are a bottom five turnover differential team in the league they have given away 12 fumbles they the fumbles have been an absolute disaster it was a lot worse in the beginning of the season I think they had nine in the first four games or Mm -hmm. maybe the first five uh, and so they've, they've sort of chilled it out a little bit, but it's still like ball security has been absolutely a big issue for the Vikings. Um, so when it comes to, you know, who's going to make that big play, a lot of those early losses where the Vikings started, you know, zero and three, and now they've ripped off five to six. Right. Um, but that and three start was fueled basically entirely by turnovers. Mm. So if the, it, it, you know. I know it's not like the most groundbreaking analysis ever to be like, don't turn the ball over and you win the game, but like, don't turn the ball over and you win the game.
1: That's the type of game that this is going to be, though. Like, it's going to be that tightly contested, I imagine. The Saints right now, number two, are tied for second in the NFL with the Chargers, by the way uh in turnover di- oh i'm sorry no, no no they're tied with the pittsburgh Steelers. they trail the chargers and the Bengals in turnover yeah, differential they're at they're at plus eight right now uh and they have got 12 interceptions on the season and that's huge mm-hmm. for them because look this is a team that had only seven interceptions last season a, a franchise low right now they've got eight guys with interceptions including mm-hmm. paul sanibo who's got forward and things right now and so i i think that that's got to be the big thing like to me it's the all deep- come in one game no, they, no. Um, he's had three in the last two, and then he had one early on in the season. Oh,
0: okay. so he did have
1: two. He did have two last week. He did two have in a game. Okay, yeah, he did have a third takeaway last week though. Oh, that's a top what it down was. Punch out. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah, yeah. with the fumble. Man, uh, what a game! What a game that dude had, and and he's had like a good couple of weeks. Can he keep it going? This is a game where you want to see that, right? Like this is a game for the big yeah. names. This is a game for the big names for both of these teams. Uh, and and the big playmakers, right? Whether they are established yeah. playmakers or just the or just the guys that go out there and make the plays. Like that's what this game to me is going to come
0: down yeah. to. Yeah. The Vikings don't have their playmakers. That's right. The that's why I say so it's, it's kind, of kind of a next guys man guys up go game out there and
1: make those plays. Yeah. Who can you know become I mean? a
0: playmaker? Yeah. Um yeah. and one of the most underrated playmakers, I think, in the entire league is and definitely the most underrated guy in the Vikings is Josh Metellus. He's yeah. not a household name. He has been the big nickel. He's the third safety, so he's the big nickel. And he is playing basically nickel. They they go in big nickel more than they go in regular nickel. Mm-hmm. Uh And he has been all over the field. He's been instrumental in the run. He's forced turnovers. He's the guy that gets in and recovers the fumble. He's the guy with the wherewithal to make the head. He play big pass breakup, big tackle. He just does all the little dirty work things right. Mm-hmm. And it's made you know, it's endeared him to everybody. He was voted unanimous captain this year. Awesome. Uh, big special teams presence as well. Although I don't actually know if they even have him playing special teams anymore because his on field from scrimmage role is so important. He got an extension this off season. Yeah. Um, to me, he is a key to every game in really unsung ways. And I, I don't think I talk about him enough on locked on Vikings. Uh, but he's it's, it's exciting to see exactly how he's going to show up. Cause it's always something different. You know, sometimes the big TFL, sometimes it's just deconstructing the right block or playing contained properly. Sometimes it's, you know, nailing down on some, you know, basic over the middle from or or lining up on the line of scrimmage and then backing off into a middle third zone. So he's just like bailing out 30 yards and just like an insane person because the Brian Flores defense is wild.
1: (laughs) And if he's (laughs) and if he's playing that nickel role, that means he's going to draw Chris Olave a lot and he's going to draw Michael Thomas a lot.
0: Because both uh, of yeah, maybe play a lot.
1: Well, if they're worried
0: slot. about it, it'll be Byron Murphy, Got Byron it. Murphy, when they go in normal nickel or dime, like when they have three corners, mm-hmm. uh, Byron Murphy slides to the inside. And then there's actually the, the third guy that comes out has actually kind of been a rotation slash competition thing between Andrew Booth and the Blackman, a couple oh, of interesting uh, young players. Yeah. It's the, the personnel on the defensive secondary is really interesting. Sometimes they'll come out in four safeties and run dime that way. And then they'll like, blitz four of them and back off a D tackle. And you're like, what is happening ever? Sounds very familiar. <laughs> sounds
1: very familiar. Actually. It sounds a lot like Dennis Allen. Like there, there are some pieces of
0: that <laughs> where
1: you're watching. And then all of a sudden, like Alante Taylor is blitzing out of the slot, but Colin Saunders, the 300 pound defensive tackles in like the middle of the field play. yeah, like playing of a hook what zone. Is, you're like, what, what is
0: happening? <laughs> what are we doing? Here? Um, well, and the reason for that too, it, they probably have similar blitz rules where mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you're mugging both a gaps, uh, whoever the center turns toward is the guy that backs off. Yeah, and then offenses yep. know that, so they'll turn the protections toward the bigger guy. Yep, and make you know the big dude play the hook zone. But yep. it it's yeah, yeah it it's it's very time. weird stuff. And it, th- when the Vikings needed a D coordinator, they did interview Ryan Nielsen. So at, yeah, they were looking at the same stuff, and Ryan Nielsen's doing the same stuff over <laughs> in Atlanta as well. So they were clearly interested in this particular style. Gotta love it. All right, what's your prediction? What are we doing? What are do we think? Chaos, man. I genuinely, I don't think I can. Like, I, Do you want me to say an arbitrary no, number it just to one on record? No, like, no,
1: we definitely don't have to. <laughs> this is a game. I'm with you on this one. This is a game where I have no idea where this is going, but I'm very excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be fun. Vikings Saints week is always a good time uh, in us bank stadium. Do you know if the saints are going to rock the color rush? Are they going to be that kind know of team yet? again? They
1: they haven't done it yet this season. So there's okay. a chance that it happens. Uh, they like I to do that the,
0: with the Vikings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, we'll get an idea of what the mannequin in the locker room is dressed up like. And that's usually the, 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 uh, that's on the Friday practice. And that's when Got we it. usually find out what the uniform is going to be. So I'm crossing my fingers yeah. for some color rush though. We'll see if they do it.
0: Very, very weird stuff definitely is going to happen. And I'll I'll say this on every crossover. Don't touch that dial. The Vikings can lead by three scores or trail by three scores. That game is coming down to the wire. They just have that magic about them. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> <laughs> so for Ross Jackson and Locked on Saints, I'm Luke Braun. I do Locked on Vikings. Always encourage both fan bases. Go listen to the other show. Scout the enemy a little bit. Saints fans, you're welcome to come on down. Listen to whatever we've done this week on Locked on Vikings. And of course, vice versa. See you guys all next time.